Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Conversations with Adele. I'm your host, Adele Tevlin, and I am so thrilled to be bringing to you this new season, this new ideation of my podcast. In each podcast episode, I am going to be featuring a guest, a friend, a colleague in the space, a thought leader, someone who I would be having coffee with, and you can be getting the behind the scenes of what it's really like to sit down and have a real conversation with me and some of these amazing human beings. The purpose of this podcast is for you to deeply connect uh, with me and the people in my life that I care deeply about, for you to get to know something about me that you don't already know, and for you to gain a new perspective. Every every, uh, podcast guest that I feature will push the boundaries in bringing a new perspective, which allows you to tap into a new point of view. So I can't wait to dive into today's episode. Well, hello, my gorgeous people, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Conversations with your host, Adele Tevlin. It has been a while since I've been here in a live episode with a guest. I've actually been off of work for the last month. How glorious to run a business that you can truly step away from um, and still thrive. I have so much to say about that. I was on a 10-day life-altering experience training course out in Calgary and I'm still integrating that experience and can't wait to share more and bring more of this magic of what I experienced into my work. Um, It was truly a profound way to start the year and it's going to set up a beautiful year for myself and my community. But on today's episode... That is not what we're talking about. In today's episode, I have an incredible guest with me and her name is Sophia Sundari. And I think we're going to have an incredible conversation. You'll understand why when I read you her bio. So Sophia is an author, transformational facilitator, spiritual mentor, and CEO of her seven-figure brand. She runs online programs and in-person immersions with a focus on empowered living, erotic embodiment, and spiritual refinement. Throughout her work, wisdom keys drawn from ancient teachings that include tantric, Taoism, Western esoteric science, and transpersonal psychology, she is made uh, applicable to modern day leaders' lives. And I mean, we have so many synchronicities, as you can see. I can't wait to dive into today's episode. So let's do that right now. You said something profound that I want the listeners to really listen to. It the, Everything that Sophia is saying has nothing to do with him. It's about her. Yeah. We are addicted, obsessed with blaming everybody else, blaming our parents, blaming our government, blaming society, blaming the patriarchy, whoever we want to blame in the moment. But the truth is, is that there's nothing happening out there that's not already happening in here. If you're observing it out there, you're a match for it in here. So the work, and this is what I just came out of this retreat, this intensive training was like taking this to a million, which is that I am only ever observing outside of myself, the patterns that I already have inside of myself. Meaning that if I experience the world as critical, it's because I'm critical. If I experience the world as unloving, it's because I'm not loving. If I experience that people are not compassionate to me, which is my thing, my and that was the breakthrough I had recently was like, 
in my relationship, I can often experience my husband as not being compassionate. And in this experience that I was on, I had this profound epiphany where I was like, I'm a fucking bitch to myself. Mm-hmm. How can I expect my partner to be compassionate to me when I haven't been compassionate to myself ever? And it's taken me down this whole road of understanding like the real work is that is over here with us, this idea of coming back to love. And we can let's talk about that because love is our true essence, right? Love is all that we talk about. Love is all that is. Love is our essence. But I think I was hearing that, Sophia, if I'm being honest, before going on this experience, I heard it like love often felt like giving away my power or love meant sacrificing myself or love was out there loving other people. Mm-hmm. And what I came face to face to in a very stark reality that kind of tore, tore me apart a little bit in a good way was love starts with self-honoring, self-love, self-compassion, understanding that I have everything I need inside of me. It starts here. And from this place, I can then, from a full cup, give love to other people. I was conditioned to believe, give to other people before you give to yourself. Yeah. So I don't know what your take is on that, but that has been something I've really been playing with is like noticing the places where I don't give myself the thing that I expect someone else to give me. Yeah, but when we talk about the highest good for all, oftentimes we exclude ourselves from this all. (laughs) Oh my God, I like love you. That's exactly, like I literally say highest good for all, all the time. And I realized I was excluding myself from the all. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Like it was like highest good for all, my kid, my partner, my parents, my community, my clients. And then it's like, whatever is maybe left over for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah so important because we can only give from fullness it's like that's what I consider my main job actually to fill myself up so much that I have nothing left to do that just to let it pour out of me but uh, it's beautiful it's beautiful but how do you because I know people will ask this question because I've asked this question like I love the idea of giving from full I intellectually love it and I know the difference between when I've given from full versus when I've given from empty mm-hmm. to distinguish this for list people listening when I give from en- empty I go into resentment yeah mm-hmm. go into yeah. resentment and this is how I think most women listening to this podcast who are entrepreneurs who are mothers who are wives who are caregivers they operate probably so much from feeling resentment and then yeah. resentment over the long run leads to vindictiveness, which is anger, hurt, all that very unloving stuff. And it's because a lot of the women that I work with will say to me, isn't it selfish to give to myself first? Mm -hmm. Let's break that apart because I, if if we could leave women with one thing, like for me, it's been this repatterning. It's not selfish to give to myself first because what happens when I don't is I go into resentment and vindictiveness and that is not loving. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. We have to zoom out. 
you know, mm -hmm. to really focus on what truly matters in the big picture, because uh, the kind of younger self identity is really preoccupied with the immediate gratification. It's like instant cash and flow injection, instant love, instant proof that I'm lovable, instant proof that I'm beautiful. And it's like, it's just a very immature parts of us that desire that. But as we mature, we have to start to think about bigger picture, bigger perspective. And that has been such a game changer, actually, also in my business, where I just affirmed internally the fact that I'm not going anywhere. For the rest of my life, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to fuck off somewhere on an island even though that used to be my my yeah. pattern in the past like yeah. that's it I've grounded myself enough that I know I've been here for 12 years and I'm not going anywhere ever because this is my life it's not just my work my business and then it's like also for us just to see like okay how do we want to feel in general I want to feel blissful. I want to feel full of love. I want to feel full of pleasure. That's my biggest desire. That's how I want to live this life. And then what behavior supports it mm -hmm. in the now? Because it's like now I have a choice. There's a choice point upon choice point. I can choose something in this moment and in this moment and in that moment. And so how can I choose towards that state of bliss for me yes. going forward? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, then maybe I... Actually, first thing in the morning, I'm not going to rush and take my phone, even though I know people want something from me, but I'm going to just have everything on the airplane mode. And first thing I focus on the most important piece here, which is me. And then I nurture myself. And then when I feel in a good place and I've done the things I love to do, then I'm available to the rest of the world. Yeah. And I, so I, everything you're saying, I completely, this is my philosophy in life. And I, but I want to speak to a few things that people are probably listening to or thinking because people will always, women, I should say, will always have an objection to this part, which is, but what if I'm a parent? Because so, and I want to speak to this because my business and my life changed drastically a few years ago when I adopted the very same principle you're talking about, that I don't start my day in reaction to what people need from me because guess what? Someone always fucking needs something from me, okay? I start my day with my process in the morning. And sometimes that process is 10 minutes. Sometimes that process is an hour. Sometimes it doesn't matter. It's like I start by tuning into what does my, you call it your high priestess, I call it my spiritual self or my higher self. What is the message for me today? What do I need? What does my body need? What does my mind need? What does my soul need? What does this need? What is what does my intellect need? What does my emotional so child need? What is it that I need? All parts of myself. My We live on so many planes of understanding. So what are all parts of Adele need in that moment? And it's my job it, throughout the day to honor those needs. Why? Because nobody else's job is to honor my needs, right? If I am not honoring what Adele needs, is my husband responsible to honor my needs? No. Is my seven-year-old child responsible to honor my needs? No. So I realized a few years ago after burning out and a lot of trauma that I was like, I have to make it a mission to start with myself, right? That it was like a no, not option anymore. And I often will hear women be like, but I'm a mom and my kid comes into my room and does this and that. And so I have my rebuttal to that. I have what I would say, but I would love to hear what you would say to someone that said, that's great. Do you have kids? And if I you don't, don't have, 
But yeah. I have so many clients who have kids from one to six. I have a client with six kids and she adopts the same principles okay. successfully. And the youngest, she was with me when the youngest was one and now the youngest is already four or something. And it's the same. Just wake up half an hour earlier, you know, like practically speaking, 10 minutes earlier. As you said, Adele, like it can be 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be like a whole five hour process with journaling and when whatever else, meditations and walking meditation and seizing meditation or whatever other meditation. It's like it can be just a moment, you know, also just this moment when we just wake up. This is so precious. And just before we fall asleep. Like if that's all you have, that's all you have. But then also you have a whole day where you can just take a breath and remember that you are not, not this body, you're not this mind, that there is actually an intelligence that's within you that is so much bigger. And you can ask for help. You can turn upwards. You can just soften and, and melt the defenses that we create between ourselves and the universe. And like that doesn't take any time but whenever we want to find an excuse, we will always find an excuse. 100%. And I would, and I love that because I literally give the same advice where people, women will say, but how do I do it with my children? And I will say, I just know that I'm going to wake up early enough to have, to your point, that first, first in the morning, and that's the same thing I teach is like, first thing in the morning, you're still in your theta wave state and right before bed, you're in your theta wave state. So your subconscious mind is more susceptible to both positive and negative suggestions. So if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you reach for your phone and you've got some email that's going to trigger you and you're in this suggestive state, all you're doing is bringing more anxiety into your mind. And so how we start and end our day, to your point, if it's even five minutes, can make a huge difference. And then how you respond throughout the day or how you deal with like using your breath as a gateway to connecting to something bigger than yourself or pausing and being present and doing the work. And that's like a whole other conversation, like the work, the tools, but this is a beautiful conversation around. I want to kind of circle it back to that. Like one of the, the greatest lessons I received from a spiritual mentor many, many years ago was sometimes the greatest act of love is knowing when to say enough is enough and putting down healthy boundaries. Mm. And that is, is something that I think has really shaped and changed the course of my life because I believed that love was doing things I didn't want to do to, to please somebody else. I didn't think that love was getting to say, no, this doesn't work for me or a boundary. And what I've come to realize is that when I, in my business, as an example, every time I honor myself, even if it means disappointing other people, I will always get messages from my community that say things like this, Adele, thank you for your leadership. It has shown me the places I need to step up and honor myself because what we're just mirrors for each other. If I can do it, you can do it. If I'm not honoring myself, I'm probably attracting a bunch of women that are not honoring themselves. And so this, this conversation I think is so important because you know, we started off by saying we celebrate, it's like a celebration of love to break up with someone that you love. And most people would just be like, I don't understand. But I hope throughout this conversation that people can see that it's a celebration of love because how I see it anyway, if you're not a hundred percent in it, right, they're not a hundred percent in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, 
if you're not feeling like your knowing is a hundred percent, chances are this person is also feeling that. Yeah. And when we stay in that dynamic, that ends up being toxic and resentful over time when we're not honoring what we really want. Yeah. Then leave a relationship that was harmonious, but now you feel resentful. And what I hear is that you left a relationship that was harmonious and it's still harmonious because you both left before it got resentful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There was no overgiving. There was just this sense of like, okay, let's get more honest and more honest and more honest. And within that honesty, that's what it felt like. It's like, it's just, it's complete for us both. And even though so much love and we just held each other and cried for days and still like when we talk there are tears but at the same time it's like we just know it's like it's better to set each other free because we've done what we needed to do together and now it's just the worst thing to hold on to each other and and block potentially what's next and uh, just try to to try to make it work although we know it's it is done it's really it's First of all, I just, just as a, a fellow woman, like, I think it's very inspiring and I think it's very profound. And I, I think I, I hope, I wish that I had that level of courage in my prior self, you know, to, um, to cut things off when I knew. And I think the longer that we sit in things, and this is not just with relationships, we could apply this to anything in our life, but yeah. the longer we sit in things that we know are not for us, the longer, and the more we betray ourselves the more vindictive we become with ourselves. And this is something that I want to explore further with my community is like, when we are not self-honoring, when we're self-betraying, we become vindictive with ourselves. And this is what leads to so much addiction. It's what leads to so much unhappiness and self-loathing. It's what leads to the world in the state that it's in. It's like hurt people hurt people. And so I really, um, as we wrap up here, and I want to I want you to share anything that's still there for you to share, but I really think that this is a beautiful, I, I know that I can feel that you're probably still in pain. And I think that that's an important part of the process is like being with your pain. And I appreciate you sharing so vulnerably while you're still in the States. It seems still very raw, but also I feel like in the rawness is where we're the most transformed, like in those moments where like the moments that I've had that I've been just like at the, my bottom is when I've had the greatest fucking transformation and epiphanies. It's like, there's something very beautiful about that pain if you allow it to be. Mm -hmm. So before we close, is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, I know that's really beautiful. And um, I feel, you know, that fear that came up for me was the sense that I actually will get killed if I be all that I am. It just feels so significant for women, for us collectively, because it's also in our epigenetics. So it's like it's something that my mother carried, it's something that my grandmother carried, and it's just so common. And the, the witch wound that many of us can connect to, just this fear of being too much, of being all that we are. And um, I feel like it, it's time for us collectively to just reclaim those places where we've dimmed our light, where we've contracted ourselves, even for a good reason, for harmony in a relationship or, you know, anything. And then to know that actually the more we allow ourselves to just cut the rope and be free, 
the more the light of love shines for us and from within us. So so beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. There's so much generational trauma around this, like you said, or collective female consciousness around being all that we are and the cost of that. And I think that we're in this rise of uh, the divine feminine, as you know, like over the last few years and coming into this year, there's a lot of this rebirth of, of very strong women coming in and claiming their space in the mm -hmm. world. Um, and it can be very scary because like you said, sometimes we're doing it for good reason. Well, mm -hmm. the reason that we've been conditioned to believe is good is to yeah. keep in our families and at, often at the expense of the harmony that we feel within. And so we could talk forever, but I, I do have to wrap up, but where can people also find you because you know, you're brilliant. And I, I, I think exploring what you do is so powerful. I can't wait to learn more about what you do, but how can people find you? And then of course, we're going to link all that up in our show notes. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah. Welcome. Come join me on Instagram. That's where I hang out most. And um, it's Sophia Sundari. Uh, on Instagram. Also, my website has all, all the information about all my offerings, sofiasundari.com. Perfect. We'll make sure that everybody finds that. Sophia, I'm I'm sending you love and I, I'm wishing you an amazing journey, whatever this, this journey, this part of your next iteration of yourself is. I can feel that it's profound. And I, like I said, I really appreciate you being so real and so vulnerable. And that's what this podcast is about for me. It's like real conversations not about the necessarily the work or the tools but like about the humanity and so i appreciate you bringing that today okay have an amazing day talk to you Will later you connect with you thank you bye bye thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of coffee conversations it really means the world to me that you take time every week to listen to now a very thought-provoking conversation with me and some of my close friends and peers in the industry, a little bit of a behind the scenes, a dialogue of what it would be like to have coffee with me and some of my friends who are thought leaders in this space. And I just want you to know something that you're so worthy of success and you can have whatever it is that you desire. I believe in you and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.